This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 934 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Driving Radio Show, where co-host Dr. Wendy Ying explains pneumo acupuncture to her co-host, Glenn the Geek. And we'll get to our tip right after this important message from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, Dr. Ying, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about pneumoacupuncture. 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 Do you know where that term comes from? No. Well, you know what acupuncture is, well, right? I know what pneumonia is. Is that related? It's related to that because pneumo means air. Really? Yep. So I never knew that. I never like knew pneumatic that. tires. They're air-filled oh, tires. Oh, I never put two and two together. I just never thought about it. Well, Glenn, you should learn your Latin. That's why they force <laughs> you to learn Latin when you're uh, in high school. I went to school. school with Mennonites and Amish. We didn't do much Latin. You didn't have to know Latin. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, when I got to med school, learning Latin was like, or vet school, was so helpful. I bet. To know Latin, but in, in Chinese medicine, it has not helped me at all. I wish my parents had taught me Chinese. So um, pneumo is air. And in Chinese medicine, sometimes we have herbs that are just like that. They're like, kill wind, tonify blood. But it's like this long Chinese name. And if I only knew it, it's like so easy. <laughs> So pneumoacupuncture is the um, the uh, action of injecting air under the skin when you have an atrophy condition. So it's only used um, in cases where the muscle has atrophied away. So it's like um, a lot of times I've used it in Sweeney, and that's a common injury of a driving horse. 
where the nerve that innervates their shoulder gets squished by the collar and then the um, muscles can't fire properly. So the muscle atrophies and then you have one shoulder smaller than the other shoulder. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. I, I don't know if I've seen the shoulders, but I've certainly seen atrophy on one side of a horse as opposed to another. Yeah, and, and um, you would see that a lot actually in Amish country because, uh, you know, the, the horses have to keep working and sometimes their collar doesn't fit. And then when they get more atrophied, the collar fits less and less and less. So it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. Another time you Is can it have... painful or do they, it's just not painful necessarily, just... It can be painful. It depends on where, um, uh, you know, where the nerve is at what stage, because pain is actually the first sensation to come back and the last sensation to leave, unfortunately. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, so when something goes numb, you know, the, the last thing to leave you is pain sensation. Um, so it all depends on what stage they're at. Another time you might see atrophy is in um, the gluteal muscles. Like if you look at the back of the horse, looking at his tail and his two butt cheeks, one can be really angled and the other can be really round. Um, That's one of the most, uh, that's part of my exam. Every time I examine a horse, I'm always looking at the the, um, atrophy, if they have any atrophy on their glutes or on their shoulders, because um, a lot of times they can get that from having uh, pinched nerves in their lumbar or their sacral area. You know, so that's a, a chiropractic adjustment. The case that I'm working on right now is a super interesting case, and this is why I wanted to talk about pneumoacupuncture. Um, this little horse had some kind of trauma um, to his face, and so his masseter muscle on one side is completely atrophied. It's like gone. So one side of his face is totally sunken in, looks like a, as skinny as your horse looked when you bought it. And the other side is like normal quarter horse pony face. And um, I know, <laughs> I know. And um, uh, the times that I've seen that in the past, um, it happened because uh, the horse was, was um, anesthetized to lay down to be castrated or something. And the um, the buckle on the halter, if you don't take the buckle off, when they're anesthetized, it like pushes on the nerve that innervates that muscle. And then it damages that nerve and then they get atrophy. Um, it also could happen, you know, if they got a kick or sometimes that's a, um, it could happen from having EPM or a neurologic disease. Um, in this case, we started treating it, and this is a chronic case. You know, this was just a random horse at the barn that I was working at. And I said, oh, let me do neuroacupuncture on that pony. So um, what I do is I, you know, there's um, the skin lays over the muscle that's atrophied, right? And they get these little skin tags there. So you have to kind of pull the skin up a little bit. Are you getting freaked out now, Glenn? I'm starting. (laughs) But it's loose there. So you pull it up and then I take a big syringe and I fill it with air and a big needle and I inject the needle yeah. into the subcutaneous space and then I push air in there. Like a balloon. Like a balloon. And I fill it up with air and the air underneath there, it pulls the skin away and also causes some contraction of the underlying muscle. And um, you can do that on the shoulder I have never done it on their um, their gluteals. 
I mean, now, what, sure what's could, it do though? Well, you're stimulating all the little tiny, you know, all the little tiny muscles, all the little tiny nerves that attach to your skin and through that go through the muscle, right? You're, you're, it's kind of like myofascial release because you're pulling all those, those little tags away, but also you're stimulating the underlying, um, the underlying muscle itself. So after I did the first treatment, well, I mean, while I was doing it, even the whole side of that pony's face just started to twitch. And before he was very droopy and kind of chewed funny. Okay. You know, so it, it kind of wakes up the nerves. You have to stimulate the nerves to start working again. And so then I followed that with some electroacupuncture and some laser, of course. And Dr. Kyle um, adjusted him because the um, nerves that innervate the head are actually cranial nerves, right? So that's why they have in sci-fi things, they cut off somebody's head and they keep it in a jar where they can still talk because you haven't separated those muscles from the spinal cord. So my question would be, how, how is it... I, logic tells me this would be just temporary and in two, three days, we're back to where we were before. Oh yeah, deflates after that. Okay, but the thing is that there, before, if you don't do the pneumoacupuncture, there's no way to really stimulate that underlying tissue. But does it, is this something you have to do once a week, once a month? You know, is it something you have to do on a very regular basis or does it stimulate it enough that it starts to regenerate? What happens? Yeah, for acute injuries, um, I like to go like once a week for like three to five times. Okay. Um, and, and that's, that's with anything, not just pneumoacupuncture, but that's like, enough to get it restarted. Yeah. And that, and, and they, uh, because you have to keep stimulating it. Now I'm not saying that if that nerve is completely like damaged all the way through, you know, and there's no hope, there's no innervation to that muscle. I'm, I don't, I can't regenerate nerves, but if there's, if there's just stagnation in there, if there's just, um, scar tissue or something compressing the nerve, um, then if we can get rid of whatever's pinching that nerve, like when you squeeze a hose, you stop the water flow. If you can, if you can undo the kink, then you can regenerate that. Ah, okay. Similar to cupping in people. Have you ever heard of cupping? No. Um, and, but we can't do cupping in animals. Cupping is a, as a Chinese medicine technique where you have these little glass cups. And oh, I've you, seen that. Yeah. Yes, I have seen and that. And you put the, yes. um, you put flame in there and then it makes the inside air hot. And, and like while the air is still hot, your they, skin. yeah, they put it on your <laughs> yeah. skin and it sucks all the toxins out. I actually get cupping quite a bit because I have a, um, my, you know, my back's been hurting me a lot. And also remember I had that cough for so long. Um, so the cupping, uh, I had a lot of cupping like one week apart and it made a huge difference, but it makes your muscles underneath your skin hurt a little bit because it's tugging on there. It's that constant tugging. Well, it's like giving them a little workout, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so many times when we do acupuncture and chiropractic treatments, we're trying to release endorphins and we're trying to get the nervous system to kind of reset itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this cupping or this pneumoacupuncture is a very local treatment, right? Because here I have this like something's not working here. So I need to focus all my energy here. And that's just like a gentle tug of the skin 
Um, and I know like when you've gone for massage, you know, and they do that, that tugging of your skin, that kind of, that's a tween knot technique that I send home to clients, but it really activates that area. Hmm. Um, and then to reset his nervous system, that's why we followed it with chiropractic care because I'm, because that pony really had, he was really locked up in his, where his head attaches to his first cervical vertebrae. Okay. So that's where all those ner- all his cranial nerves are running around through there. And, um, you know, if, if you don't get rid of what's causing this nerve blockage, you're never going to fix that. So it took a, um, we threw a whole, everything we had at it. Right. Um, and in two treatments, the ponies, face has gotten much better and it is still twitching (laughs) interesting so i don't know if the continually twitching is a good or a bad thing that might be what i'm going to have to fix after i fix the cheek (laughs) (laughs) now the i guess you have to be careful because obviously you don't you you have to be careful where you put the air that that uh that's important oh yeah for sure i mean this is not something that you should attempt at home. No, because you, know. you need to be a trained acupuncturist to do this. But basically, one of the, how you you pull up the skin and you do a subcutaneous injection. So you have to make sure that you're not in any vessel. So I was going to say you're, you put back. air in the blood vessel. You're that's it. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be putting like sixty cc's of air into the blood vessels. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's where the dangerous part comes in. Yeah, don't do that. No, not good. <laughs> Interesting. I'd never heard of this before. It's an ancient technique. It was described 2,000 years ago in the oh. Yellow Emperor's Treatise on Acu- Acupuncture. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and, and that's another interesting thing, too, is that these techniques were developed so long ago, right? So they didn't have... They didn't have MRI and, and, and yeah, yeah. X-ray and blah, blah, blah. It was like, okay, here's my best guess, and this is what I'm going to do. So it was trial and error to get it's right trial and in. error. Yeah. And can you imagine the first person that did that? <laughs> <laughs> His friends must have been like, What are you doing? That's doing never it. gonna work. <laughs> well, that is very, very interesting. Yep. And what's it called again? Pneumo acupuncture. So that's something you would ask your acupuncturist if they uh, do, right? Yeah. And in most cases, we uh, use that only on horses. Because, you know, dog and cat skin is very loose anyway. So uh, it's a technique mostly done for horses. And now we have other things that we can add to that, like the electroacupuncture chiropractic. But it's a great starting point if you have atrophy case. Very good. And where can people find out all of your stuff? At drwendying.com. And if they live in southern Florida, in the Sarasota area, they can call you for some pneumoacupuncture? That's right. And also, um, uh, we've been posting the pictures of this pony on Facebook. So if you go to my Facebook site, the Five Elements for Animals Facebook, you'll be able to see pictures of little Tuffy. 
Thank you, Wendy. Appreciate that. And, you know, you can actually go back and find all of Wendy's traditional Chinese medicine updates by going to horsetipdaily.com and just searching under Dr. Wendy Ying, and all of them will be there right in a row. So if you want to catch up on any of the past ones, that's probably the easiest way to do that. Well, there you go. You can listen to Glenn and Wendy every week on the Driving Radio Show by going to drivingradioshow.com, or you can download the app. Yes, that's right. Horse Radio Network has an app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and listeners like you. Listeners like me, you ask? Well, yes. Folks like you who enjoy the great podcasts on Horse Radio Network can support your favorite programs by supporting our sponsors like Kentucky Performance Products and also by becoming an official auditor. For as little as a dollar a month, you can, you'll be helping to support the Horse Radio Network programs that, as an official auditor, and you will be eligible for some cool auditors-only perks. Learn how by going to horsetipdailylock.com and look for the Become an Auditor banner on the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music